Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now batting, number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. A pleasant hello out there to you. It is the Jim Day Podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us. And we are going to go, well, we're going current red right now. And that would be Tyler Naquin making his podcast, at least this podcast debut. Tyler, how you doing? I'm awesome, man. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Thanks for uh, joining us. And uh, we like to catch guys. We like to bring the human side of, of things here. So y- you are right. about to cook some breakfast with a teammate. <laughs> yeah, me and, me and Ryan Hendricks live in the same same apartment complex. So just doing our daily kind of little daily routine here. Wow, that's beautiful. All right, what, what would be on the menu for breakfast? Uh, these These are important journalistic questions. Um, well, it might blow some people's minds, but we do everything just like they do, you know? So it's just going to be some eggs and sausage and maybe some bacon and some spinach and stuff like that with a little coffee. Just keep it, keep, keep it simple, but get in the, get in what we got to get in. Yeah. Well, you got to have the coffee. Uh, I'm on the second cup right now as we speak. It'll get worse as you get older. Yeah, it's more than I can do. We're not big coffee drinkers. We like some uh like to just keep it simple i got you hey what's uh what's it been like you've been asked this before but to be a cincinnati red the 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 indians you were you were a first round pick and so talented everyone always marvels at your talents uh you had trouble staying healthy but just coming over here you still feel like it's kind of uh, you're reborn in your baseball life um absolutely Uh, i think that's a that was a perfect term for it, man. Yeah, I had, had some trouble staying healthy. And, um, you know, I see guys all the time that, you know, they get either traded or non-tendered or, you know, free agent, whatever it may be, and they go to a new squad and it just – it's almost like everybody goes, oh, wow, that, that's what he is. Or that he's now coming into himself or, or something like that, man. Sometimes it's just – it's just an environmental change, you know, just to – just to spice it back up. And I think that, um, you know, I enjoyed my time with the Indians and stuff, but I just, um, I think that this fit is just better for me. Um, I, I, I told David um, that, you know, from the, from the time that he called me in the off season that I just felt like, I don't know, I could just feel in his voice or something like that. Like, I, I think this is going to be good for me. Like I'm going to go in open-minded and there's, I got one goal, stay healthy. Stay healthy in spring, and everything else is going to take care of itself. And um, sure enough, that's the way it happened. And, you know, you got to have a lot of confidence in this game. And, and uh, I literally never walked into the training room. I think I maybe went in there to grab wrist tape, um, and I'd keep it at my locker. And I think I was maybe in there two days doing some, you know, body maintenance stuff. And other than that, I – stay away from that training room, man. And I just, I just played ball and made sure that I was um, preparing myself to do what I do and, and, and make the team and, and get to the point that, that to where me and you are talking right now, you know, get to a good spot and help the team and, and, and produce. Yeah. 
Staying away from the training room. I, I love that. You've probably spent so much time in there like, goodness gracious, I don't want to go in there. Can't make the club in the tub, as they say. Uh, how frustrating was it, though, um, knowing that you had the talent? And we're seeing it right now. I mean, the, the amount of runs you've driven in uh, with healthy playing time. I mean, we're seeing what everyone else saw for so long, which is obvious, your talents. But was it frustrating that – you just couldn't stay on the field. It, you know, it's extremely frustrating just from the fact of, um, I mean, you know, my, my job is as an outfielder, I mean, at any position, but especially as an outfielder, man, like, you know, you're the last line of defense out there. And if there's a, if there's a spot in the game to where I can, you know, help my pitcher out and, and overall help the team and that's my job. And, you know, unfortunately in 2019, I, um, Went and I made the play in Tampa and, you know, tore my ACL in meniscus and, you know, the two run, you know, the two out, two run uh, catch. And it's just, that's my job. My job is to go catch the baseball. I went and caught the baseball and, you know, I get the worst end of that deal. Yeah. So it's like, you can't really, you know, what are you going to say about that? You know, like you can't, my job is to do that. I do my job and I get banged up like that in a bad, bad way. Another time in 2014, I shattered my hand because somebody threw an inside pitch. And, you know, there's a lot of freak things that happen, but yet I was labeled as someone that can't stay healthy. Well, it's not always easy to, you know, make that play and, and, and hit the wall the most perfect way. You know, I'm going full speed. I tear my knee up. I get hit in the hand with a pitch. Um, sometimes you're running, your hamstring gives out on you, you know, so it's like, it's not that I can't stay healthy by choice. It's that I'm I'm playing hard. I'm doing my job, and I'm doing what they pay me to do. And sometimes, you know, things happen. Yeah. I've had a couple concussions. I had screws put in my hip. Um, Goodness, I, I didn't feel know that. great. Yeah, man. I yeah, I got I got a plate and nine screws in my hand. Uh, it's just part of the game. Unfortunately, you know, sometimes it happens a little more to others. But I mean, if you look all across the board, man myself and these guys we're not playing a hundred percent every day you know there's a lot of maintenance that goes into it and, mm -hmm. and we got to keep ourselves ready to go but but man i wouldn't change the style of play for nothing man you know you gotta you gotta go out there and play hard and fast and uh you gotta be smart though i've, I've now picked my picked my um situations to you know not be too reckless because i know i can help more when i'm on the field so i'm just uh looking forward and man the training staff and and Cleveland was really, really good to me and the doctors. Um, and obviously switching to the Reds, man, these guys are, are, are really awesome. And, and like I said, the first phone call David gave me in the offseason, I, I just felt like this was going to be a really good home for me. Well, it certainly has been so far. It has been fun to watch. I know you guys had a good thing going with the Indians. You had some good teams, obviously. And that always leads to a good clubhouse atmosphere. And we hear so a lot about, well, the Reds have a good group and there's good chemistry and this is a special team. We hear a lot, a lot, a lot from the fans. And sometimes in the media we overblow that a little bit. We're trying to sell the game and sell the team. But this seems real. Is this a, a very good clubhouse? Man, it, it is so much fun. Um, it, it's Everybody talks to everybody. There's no groups. There's no, you know, separation at all. I mean, it's, you know, I've played against uh, Suarez for, oh, man, ever since I was in pro ball. You know, he's in pro ball before me, and he got to the big leagues before me. Um, but playing against him whenever he was with Detroit coming up, and I've always kind of wondered, like, he was always, you know, just a nice guy and everything. I talked to him on second base. It's like now playing with him, it's just, you know, and like, there's such a different minority in baseball, man. I mean, Dominican guys, Venezuelan guys, um, American guys, you know, I mean, all across the board. And it's just really cool to play with Suarez now and, and Castillo. And, you know, I look at Castillo as, man, that, that, that's the dude with a really good change. I mean, throws 100, you know, and thank God he's on my team. I don't have to face that anymore. But <laughs> yeah. that dude, those guys are so funny. And it's, it's almost like I've known them forever, you know. Um and I think that's one of the coolest parts about it, man. But I mean, I could go all the way down the, all the way down the roster and just, you know, 
I enjoy my time here. It makes it very easy to transition to a new team. And when you have guys like this, it's, and I'm an honest dude, man. Like it's, it's a lot of fun to be around them and the staff every day. It, it, it makes doing this 162 times a year that much easier. Well, you're cooking breakfast with Ryan Hendricks. You guys live in the same building. Who else do you hang with on the team? Maybe on the road or just in general? You know, usually you kind of kind of hang with your pack, and I guess the outfielders are in three, but, I, you know, Cassie, um, Winker. But that's the thing, like, you see Barnhart a lot. Um, but th- these guys, we do quite a few team dinners and whatnot, and we all kind of hang out together um, quite often. Um, even with the pitchers, you know, normally the pitchers are kind of, <clears throat> you know, they kind of do their own thing or their own dinners. But, man, whenever we do dinners, it's it's no pitcher dinner or no, you know, position <laughs> player dinner. I mean, it's it's team dinner. Yeah. Whoever wants to go, go. And if you don't, you know, then you don't want to go. But, you know, a lot of these guys have families and stuff, and, and they're spending a lot of time with their families on the road as well, which is nice because last year, obviously, we weren't we weren't able to do that. But Right. I mean, like I said, I could I could go all the way down and explain, you know, how much how much fun we have. How about the riders? Are you a rider? Uh, absolutely, I'm a rider. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's fun, man. Jesse, I think I'm not hundred percent on how it just started, but but when Winker gets onto something and he says it a thousand times each day, <laughs> um, and he starts doing hand motions and stuff and I don't know if you've ever noticed, but we'll give like signs to each other in the outfield all the time. Yeah, I'm always wondering what they are. Yeah, fill us in. Sure. What are they? I mean, they could mean something. They could not mean something, but the people love it. So <laughs> Jesse loves giving signs out there, and um, we give them right back. You look over at Cassie and give them to him. He's like, "Dude, what? What are you guys doing?" Then he'll give it back. <laughs> he tries to play too cool for school, but he uh, he loves it. He does have that. Too, that's a good way to put it. Too cool for school because he's yeah. he's that even keel, just yeah, calm, man. and will even like look at you like you just said. What what are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> What's awesome. he he has this? Uh, I don't want to. How should I describe it? It comes off as a hard edge persona, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what's that dude like? Um. <clears throat> I think Cassie is just very, um, he's just very in tuned with himself, man. Like he, he knows himself. He's, you know, he's, I mean, he's been in the big leagues for, I think eight and a half years already since he was 21. Yeah. So it's like, he's learning himself and he's only gotten better and better and better. And the dude works really hard and clearly, I mean, it's showing on the field. I think he's hitting, you know, 350 just had, had seven RBIs last night. But he um That was crazy by the way that night. That oh, how yeah. electric was that? It was awesome. It was it was super awesome. I mean he he does you know, everybody on that field deserves to have nights like that, man. Yeah. I mean the amount of work that some of these guys put in is you know, people don't see that. They think for a seven o'clock game we show up at five and stretch nah. and get massaged and, and go. No, I mean you know, they're at two o'clock and um grinding out. But uh, you know, Cassie's right up there with you know doing what he needs to do in order to get ready for the game. And, and it shows out there, but he's even kill man. You know, he's a, he's a lover. He's, he's, he's always hanging out with everybody and giving advice to anybody that wants to come and take it or, or he's looking for advice for anybody else. You know, he's just, he's just a good ball player and uh, a good dude all, all through and through. It is 2021 and Castellanos has a flip phone. Yeah. So he just, he doesn't want those distractions because I mean, yeah, it's amazing. true that, you know, these phones now tell you your screen time, you know, and, right. and, uh, it'll, you know, you look up and you've spent four hours out of each day with your screen. And it's like, man, I could have been, I could have been bettering myself at something. So I'm not a big reader, but, but I, I read now just cause I make myself and I do, you don't need to be on the phone. And cause really, and that's rubbing the, off from Castellanos. Oh no! I started this in the off season, <laughs> but <laughs> good uh, for you. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm real big into um, hunting and, and, and baseball, and you know, doing things with my my brother and, and my close friends. And so it's like, you know, you got a lot of time that you could be bettering yourself at something. 
Right. And with the sport that we play, it's like, I mean, man, it, it's a hard game. It's not, it's not easy. And you got to wake up. It, it, it never stops. You know, you say you have an off season, but you mentally there's zero off season. Right. I mean, you're always amped up. You, you, you know, you don't have to go and work out. You don't have to go and hit. You don't have to go and throw your bullpens or, you know, what, what the pitcher's doing stuff. But it's like, to us, we do because we love it. And, you know, we're, we're able to, we're able to perform at the highest level. You got to put yourself in the right position to do that. Because if you don't do anything during the off season, you expect to come out here under the lights and show out and happen. Yeah. It's just not happening. So it's a mental and physical grind, but man, it's, it's a lot of fun. Did you have an initiation for the rider group or were you a charter member? Cause I know some guys no. have to prove themselves. Yeah. I, uh, I wasn't really on the outside of it, but wink, of course, wink was heading this thing and Barnhart because they would get on the scooter and stuff. And I, I don't think that they realized how many hours me and Hendricks had already logged on the, uh, on the, on the scooters. And, uh, once we proved that, we we're like, Hey, well, what do you guys, you know, there's no reason not for us to be. So, so basically we were just, we were just a part of it. There was no initiation. <laughs> I love the young guys though, that they've got to, um, what hit a double and then acknowledge the riders, then pull it back. And the riders have to acknowledge that you acknowledge the riders. And then you have to prove you can ride <laughs> something yeah, like that. One, it's like Stevenson hit a double and yeah. he has to do the rider sign and then, you know, go across his neck. Like, right. Here's a rider, but I also know that I'm not a rider. And we're like, right. yeah, that's right, you're not. <laughs> I love that. I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it just builds team camaraderie. For sure. Even the, the goofiest of ways. You are a notorious bad ball hitter. And I had told a story on the air about broomsticks and rocks. Right. And your dad cutting off you know, giving you a broomstick and you had a creek by your house and your friend would throw you rocks and you'd hit them all day. Right. 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 What, uh, did that, that had to help you. I mean, you're, you're hitting rocks with a broomstick, which is hard enough. And you're, you're hitting them out of a strike zone. And I think your quote was, I just went down and smoked them. Yeah. It, man, that, that just came up. Uh, my dad does wood floors and anytime like a shot broom would, you know, get tore up or if one would break. Um, I asked him one day, I said, hey, you, you mind cutting this to the length of my bat? And so he just go in there with a chop saw. We'd measure it out, chop it off. And I would go hit me and my buddy or me and my brother would go down into the creek and we'd bring it. And I always brought it with me just in case I found some good. Because down at the creek, you know, that, that constant flowing water would smooth those rocks out. Yeah. And man, it'd make them perfect, like small, like almost like a little bottle cap size and even smaller. And to be honest with you, it gets me into trouble sometimes because it's like, oh, just because I can hit it doesn't mean that I should, you know, especially at this level. It's like, man, I can do a lot of damage in the strike zone, but it's like, ooh, that looks kind of good. And, you know, you end up rolling it over and it's not that it's controlling the strike zone, you know, it, it, it's good and it's bad, you know, to a certain degree. And you got to try and level that out. But um, I also hit those little spiky sweet gums that would fall off the trees. And my dad would. Yeah. My dad would flip those to me um, as well. So that's just, I hit a lot of those barefoot, man. Barefooted at the creek or in the driveway, just hammering those things. And it, it definitely does help you. You know, you, you hear about some um, Latin guys that have, have done that quite a bit. And, yeah. You know, other guys in the States as well. But uh, it doesn't happen a whole, whole lot. Notorious for your quick hands. Did you always have those quick hands, or did you have to develop that as well? Yeah, I, I've always had it. I've never. It's just something that I guess I, I never really noticed it. But I was never a, a big guy. I was always very um, thin, and but I was able to drive the baseball. And it's just funny because like, you know, you see these big guys are hitting balls, and then I'm. You know, I think in high school I was 150 pounds as a senior, but I mean I had a lot of a lot of hand speed, and I think that obviously plays a lot. It it, it helps, you know, always at the plate. But it's um it's just something I've had, man. I mean, 
you know, you see some guys like they just have raw power or they have, you know, a hundred mile an hour arm or something. And, you know, you ask them, Hey, did you develop that? And no, like they've always thrown hard or they've always done this, but everybody has a something, you know, some, some small gift, which is, which is always cool. When I was talking to guys in spring training, you know, I, I would talk about talents and stuff when I'm doing interviews and your name just kept coming up unsolicited. Like this Naquin dude, he's a freak of nature. This dude's really talented. And this was before, you know, you had basically hadn't made the club. Right. Um, even though if you're healthy, you're making the club, but right. I think, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, teammates just marveled at your talents, and it's fun to watch anyone that with quick hands like that that can just snap and get through the zone. It's it's very pretty to watch. Very very pretty right. to watch. Did you um? I did I read somewhere that you played t-ball on a cow pasture? Do I yes. have that right? Yeah, we did. Um, That's where it started for you. Of- yeah, I was on the team called the Awesome Ducks at Spring Baptist Church in Spring, Texas. Um, they had a uh, pastor out out beside the church. Um, you know, we attended church occasionally for holidays and whatnot because you know we were always either you know going you know to hunt or to fish and you know family stuff like that. And man, we my mom had asked um if i wanted to play t-ball i said well yeah sure i think i was four and they had a pasture outside um by the um, parking lot at spring baptist church and they had you know mowed it and made it real nice and stuff obviously it's next to the church they're keeping it clean and um we had orange those little orange throw bases those little real skinny rubber bases right and man that that's where it started we they, they formed a league, asked if I wanted to play, and and uh, that's that's where it started. From a cow pasture all the way to the major leagues. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, thank, <laughs> thankfully we didn't have to play where the cows actually actually were. They they they, they groomed it for us. <laughs> that was my next question. Thank you for asking the or answering since I didn't have to ask that. Did your dad? Your dad's name's Ken, right? Yes, sir. Did he build a diamond for you on your family's property? He did, yeah. We um, so your youth team was able to play on that. Yeah, we had practice out there. My dad, you know, he he saw how much me and my brother liked playing baseball, and we had a corner lot in the street uh, where the street came to a T, and probably about an acre and a half. And he went and put up a a small, like a like a small backstop, um, built a bench, built a bat rack. And got some dirt, grooved the paths out, and it's not, it wasn't no field of dreams by any means, but um, we kept that thing mowed and he built baselines and, and, you know, he did, he did what he could. My dad is a handy dude. I mean, he can build or fix just about dang near anything. And uh, it was, it was, it was special. Just my whole T-ball team would come over or um, coach pitch team would come over and my dad and my brother, we would load up the wheelbarrow that we do the leaves with and on the weekend in, put all the baseball gear in there. We just walk down the street, start playing some baseball. Wow. Well, it might not look like a field of dreams, but that's a field of dreams for a kid to have a, a diamond on your property and oh, you you're bet. a wheelbarrow away from playing ball. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You, our infielders got pretty good pretty quick because there were some there were some bad hops to be had for sure. Yeah, that's that's tremendous. You're drafted by the Orioles, and you decide to go to Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and majored in kinesiology. Is this true? Yeah, I'd switched over to uh, um, well, I believe it was uh, Parks and Recreation, like wildlife management type thing. So I just, I just knew that I wanted to play baseball. Um, and I think kinesiology, man, it started to get kind of hard. There was a lot of, I, I'll be honest, I don't excel at, at high level math, man. Like I just, it's just, it, it's God, love to, you, neither do I. 
it's almost like reading a book that you really don't want to read. Oh, it's, it's like, terrible. I, you know, you think, why do I need this? Why do I got to yeah. do this and stuff like that? But I did, I did what I had to do to get through it. But I, I, I do love the wildlife. Like if I'm not playing baseball or, or, or talking about that, I mean, you know, heck me and Hendrix were just, we watch bow hunting videos dang near every day. So it's like, um, it's just, that's, that's what I'm into. So I did what I had to do to kind of get through there, but I loved my time at Texas A&M. Um, I was drafted by the Orioles out of high school and <clears throat> obviously said no to that. Um, and decided that A&M would just be a better, a better route for me. You know, the head coach, coach Childress and his staff at A&M, um, uh, it, I could go on days about how much they mean to me and and, and, and how good of a coach and and, and uh, guy he was for me in my in my career. How's breakfast going right now? Are you incredible? Hendrix is mid egg crack right now. Is that what I heard in the background? That's right. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I hate it. I hate interrupting breakfast or the preparation oh. of. Well, just fine. But it's beautiful that I, I love to show the human side of you guys. Because yeah. like you said earlier, you're like, Hey, we're normal people. I eat eggs. Yeah. But a lot you know, of people had... when they see you on T V and see you playing, they, they think that it's you're different in some ways. But yeah. You're just maybe the you know, the, the income is on a different level, but you guys are still humans and you still deal with the same things, the human side of everything, the emotions, the sadness. I, and I mean, do you yeah. feel that sometimes you, people don't realize, hey, there's a human being in here? Absolutely, man. I think, you know, we, us as players, like we've talked about it multiple times, like, you know, every human, every person is sensitive to a certain extent, not in a bad way or, or by any means, but it's like, man, people have feelings and, it's crazy that in 20, like in 2021, I guess it was because there was no fans out there last year, but man, these fans these days, I, I guess they just think that they can say and do whatever they want, no, whatever they worse. want be, because they know there's a wall and there's a net. Yeah. Now you meet me in a, you meet me in a field and it's just man to man. You, you ain't saying that bottom line. And, and it, it goes to show how social media and these nets and walls, you know, it makes, they think they say and do whatever they want and it makes them so comfortable and, and you don't get punched in the mouth for it. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, oh, I know what you're saying. Uh, obviously we're not out there looking to fight people, but I mean, man, I see these guys, you know, you know I, I come home, call my dad, call my mom, call my brother every single day. I talk to them, all of them every single day. And some of these guys have, you know, three kids and a wife and people don't see that, you know, they, they don't understand that we're going back to the apartment or back to the house just like them. So it's just, it's uneasy hearing and seeing some of those things, but I mean, it also comes with the territory of the game, man, but it does seem like this year it's like really amped up, really amped up in, in, in that aspect. But as far as just being people, man, I mean, I mean, you've been around the, the game and, and us for, you know, many a year so it's it's no surprise to you but but I, I will touch on that just as far as I mean me and Hendricks are cooking eggs on a normal skillet just like anybody else would so I don't I don't know how that would make us any any different you know right no it's gotten worse and unfortunately there's always uh, how do I want to describe this because most kids are good and uh, but just like the crossbreed of society you're going to get those that you wish they had a little more someone teaching them the right things. Like the other day, there was kids right behind your guys' dugout. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I was younger, if I'm asking an adult something, I was it was Mr. Hey, Mr. Naquin. Absolutely. Um, that's just the way I was brought up. And I know that might be hardcore, but kids are screaming. Like it wasn't you, so I'll use you as an example. But they're screaming like, Naquin, give me your bat. Right. Like, oh yeah. It, yep. And it just, it just, and they're standing there with a the parent and I'm just like, well, that's, you're not approaching it right. And how did we get here? 
And I'm not going to name the player, but this was a great comeback. <laughs> one of the players said to the, one of the kids, in a nice way, he said, will you give me your favorite toy? <laughs> like That's awesome. Kind of the equivalent. And the kid's like, right. no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you my bat. <laughs> so, Absolutely. It, I, it's it's funny that you say that. We, you know, we were in uh, one of the recent cities that we were playing in. I won't say it, but we're up there, and these kids are just screaming at me and Shogo. Um, and they're saying, give me a ball, give me a ball, give me a ball, you know, the whole time. And I'm talking to Shogo. I said, Shogo, they don't say please. Not giving them a ball. I was like, it's just bottom line, man. Like these balls, not to be stingy at all. Yeah, you love to give them out. I love, I mean, there's nothing cooler than a kid coming up. Yeah. Hey, you know, can I please have a ball, please? Or, or, or Mr. Nacon or Shogo or anything like that. I don't even need to be called miss. I don't recommend being called miss. That's not a rule, right. but it's just the word please, man. Like, yeah. Hey, is it genuine? Or are you just, are you just wanting a ball? You know what I'm saying? So, um, we didn't. And there was a, there was an older gentleman in the stands, an adult sitting behind these kids. I mean, there was 50 of them. And this, this older man stands up and looks down at the field and he says, stop being so stingy. I walked over to that gate. I looked at him and I said, stingy. I said, sir, I haven't heard the word please one time. Maybe you should help him out with that. And I, I think he just didn't really think that I could either speak or, or that I wasn't human or whatever. And then, of course, all the kids were screaming, please, 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 please. And I picked out the few that, you know, you always try to go for the younger, younger, oh, younger yeah. crowd and stuff. But, like, you can tell whenever there's a kid that's just like, man, I'm in a big league game. Like, a big league baseball would, would be the coolest thing in the world. So start giving them out. I played rock, paper, scissors. One, one young baseball player asked me what glasses I had. So I took them off and I threw my game sunglasses into the stands. He tried them on and I explained why I liked them. He put them on and then he's like, dude, I might give me a pair of those. And he threw them back to me. So it's That's like, cool. we love interacting with them, but if you're going to act like that, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't want to make it out to be that this, this happens all the time and you guys are absolutely not, it's, it's not it's not that at all i just no like you said it's times have changed and i don't know if social media has anything to do with it but the keyboard cowboys right. are out there they hide behind their keyboard as i say but is oh, what yeah. it is man when you're in the public eye you guys handle it well and i do love <laughs> stories where you uh you know you're throwing baseballs to the kids that really appreciate it or the people that really appreciate it and that absolutely. glasses story is awesome um yeah now, speaking of the human side, and I know you've talked about this a lot, and I hope it's an inspirational story, but your mom uh, went through a lot. Um, first of all, is, how, how's, how are things? Oh, she's awesome. She's awesome. She was just up here actually two weeks ago. That's great. Whenever the Rockies were in town. Yeah. So, yeah, man, she's, she's doing her thing, and she, she loves it. So she loves watching them come, well, for come those, and watch some baseball. Yep. For those that don't know, uh, she is a breast cancer survivor. And this was a long, drawn-out thing, I know. I, in 2011, I know um, you were still in college. She was watching from a wheelchair and had a few bouts with it, ended up having. And this is public. I, I don't think I'm revealing anything that's uh, right. private here. This, is, this has all been out there. Um, she had a double mastectomy. Right. And... Just seeing you, you've talked about how strong she was through that. Have you been inspired by your mom? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's just, I don't, I don't know what that's like, you know, to, to do that. And being a very physical um, person as myself and my brother, um, you know, we, you know, you, you know, if you, if you're having some frustration, you can go lift weights or you can go run or you can, um, if something happens, you can physically take care of something or mentally take care of something. But in that situation, like I couldn't do anything for her. My brother couldn't do anything, you know, my dad and, and so on. Um, or anybody in my family, it was just, that was her fight. So that was probably the hardest part about it. 
but man, she is an she is an absolute savage. I mean, just positive mindset, always. Um, she's just always on her game, man. Like no matter what, and it was impressive to see. You know, I'm I'm over here. If I go zero for three with three strikeouts, you know, in the public eye, you know, on national television, it's like, man, that 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 stunk. And you're reminded real quick that that's not a big deal, not even close to being a big deal. Um, so it's just her positive attitude through that at all times was just like, golly, man. You know, and she's had some trouble with, um, you know, her best friend ended up getting diagnosed with leukemia in the middle of all that. Oh, wow. Um, right. And, uh, so she, you know, she's staying positive for herself, for her best friend and, 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 and those things. So the way that she handled it is like second to none. So it's, that's the part of it that, um, is impressive. You know, you wouldn't know unless you talked to her or someone told you that she was going through it, but a lot of people have gone, gone through that stuff and, and you never know, man, that's why I, I try the best I can, um, each and every day to, you know, maybe if someone's mad in the stands or someone you don't know or something like that, man, like just treat everyone with respect until, until they give you a full hundred percent reason not to, you know, cause you never know, man, like giving a ball to a little kid, he might have the worst situation at home yeah. or he might have something really tough going on at school. And it's like, man, if you can make him smile for 10 seconds to make him forget a negative part or a person to help them in that moment. Um, that's what it's about. That's, that's what it's all about. And so like back on my mom, man, it's just, uh, you know, kind of tough to talk about sometimes, but she, um, you know, gets up and works out, you know, every day or, or every other day in order to, you know, she knows that, she watches me and my brother, how much we work out and do our thing. And she knows that that's, that's part of it. Like you can't, you know, you, I remember one time she said, you can't be a lion if you don't get up and do, do what a lion does. And I said, wow, cool. that is, you're an absolute animal mom. And, and it's, it's just from listening to me and my brother and, you know, as much as we've learned from her, you know, she's, she's learned from us. So yeah. The, uh, and cancer is so, I mean, I haven't experienced it firsthand, me personally, but my sister is a stage four breast cancer survivor and wow. had the double mastectomy as well. And, you know, when you hear stage four, you're thinking, oh, this is, this is not, this is not going to end well. And she right. beat it. And I just remember you know, when she was going through all of it and she had, I mean, with stage four, she just had huge doses of radiation and the pain from the, the surgery and stuff. And you just want to take some of that pain. And I had read a quote where right. you, you and your brother, after your mom had the surgery, you just wanted to take some of the pain and you couldn't. Mm -hmm. And I can yeah. so relate with that. That had to be just such a tough time. Yeah. Um, it's, it's tough to watch, you know? Um, and then, like you said, you, you, you know, without you telling me, I would have never known. And that, what an awesome story that is. Um, but it's, it's, it's helpless, man. It's a helpless feeling. Yeah. And, uh, all you can do is be, you know, mentally and, um, as supportive as possible. And, and do whatever needs to be done. So, you know, her, you know, my mom's husband, he, um, um, my parents had split up a, a while back and they're doing awesome and they're doing their own things, but they, you know, they communicate and they're, I still talk to them both every single day. Um, but my mom's husband was very, a big part of that as well. And, uh, he was, he was great to her. Um, and still is very, very supportive, very, um, just a, just a, just a good dude, man. And it, and it was, uh, made the process a whole lot easier. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to spoil your eggs there with that. Uh, Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's inspiring as well as, as tough as it 
was to go through and watch them go through it, I mean, I look at my sister, and like you said, if I have a bad day, which, you know, I have a lot, and I'm not close to perfect, I just think about, man, she beat stage four breast cancer, and she didn't mm-hmm. complain about it, and and here she is uh, alive today, and she's like right. the strongest person I know, and it's just mm-hmm. inspiring. It's it's very inspiring. So very. I thank you for answering that question. Tyler Naquin is an interesting cat. I love getting to know these guys and peeling back some layers for the listeners or for the fans. And we'll continue to do that after this. Life is full of questions. Like, when should I start thinking about life insurance? But however difficult these questions may be, Western and Southern can help you answer them. Backed by over 130 years of experience, together we can look ahead to leave the unknown behind. Western and Southern Financial Group, life insurance, retirement, and investments. Products issued by member companies of Western and Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, how are the eggs? Incredible. <laughs> so Hendrix did a good job. I mean, yeah. you know, eggs are the hardest thing to cook, but they're, they're the hardest thing to make good, like different. I guess. Yeah. He did ask me while we were on the phone. He whispered to me, um, fried or scrambled. It's scrambled, buddy. That'd be just perfect. <laughs> What'd you go with? Scrambled. scrambled. Nice and easy, quick. By the way, he doesn't have to whisper. He can just shout it out. This is a very loose podcast. <laughs> I, I would prefer yeah. to hear Hendrix in the background. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a special character, man. Went to Texas A&M, too. And we didn't really know each other um, before then. I left as a junior. So he would have been a freshman when I was a senior. And then I always go back there in the offseason. I live close there and work out. And then that's kind of how we started hanging out a little bit. And lo and behold, I end up on the Reds. And well, here we are. Interesting how that happens. All right, you got a full sleeve of tats. I do. What What are is there? Most people have meaning behind them. Like reason that they it. got a certain tat. I mean, you got a lot of them on. Like one arm, right? You got one sleeve? Yeah, and a lot of people haven't seen them because um, there's yeah, no you... reason. There's no reason that I cover them up during the game, but I, I do try to keep them out of the sun. Um, but there's no real, you know, even night games I cover. Um, I just like wearing my sleeve on that arm. But, man, I have an outline of Texas that you can't really see that well because it's, it's blended in, um, and there's a compass sitting on top of it. And the compass is pointing southeast from for where I'm from, Southeast Texas. Um, I have Psalms 91 on my wrist for my brother when he was in the Marines, just basically talking about, it's a long one, man, but talking about being a warrior, you know? Um, and my brother is an absolute gangster, man. I mean, a gangster. He is, um, he's a bad dude, man. And he's a great, he has a great story as well. And, um, love that dude to death. He's, he's my best friend. Um, and he, uh, I have my dad's first initial K for Ken, and then in the middle is my brother's Z for Zach, and then my mom, um, I have an R, and the R is shaped like a ribbon, so the outline of just the ribbon part is pink, and that's the only color on my arm um, for her breast cancer, and then it's like a map theme at the bottom, then I have like a, a big feather that's a quill, um, I have some roses around the forearm for the Texas rose. And then on the top of my arm, <clears throat> I have – it's just kind of like that uh, tooling pattern that you see. You see it a lot in Texas or on like, you know, I would say country-style uh, leather tooling designs and stuff like the filigree type stuff. Um, I just love – I love Texas, man. I, I, I'm Texas through and through. I, I love what it's about. I love, I love that I'm from there and, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to be there and that I was born and raised there. So it's a very, very Texas theme, very, very Texas theme. And, and the, the guys did a really good job. And then also on the very back, I have a skull um, to go with the map, map type thing. You know, you always see like a skull sitting on a map or something cool like that. And I've always kind of wanted to uh, throw that in there. So I threw that on the back and that's, that's, then I have a cross on my side and actually uh, my brother has the same cross on the inside of his arm and, uh, yeah, he has a sleeve as well too, and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. 
Wow, cool. You know, I've never met people from Texas of any state. Everyone's prideful of where they come from, most people. I've right. never seen anything like the pride of being a Texan. They always say everything's right. bigger in Texas and right. uh, Texas should be its own country. And in many right. ways it is. I've never right. seen the pride of, of Texans. What is it? Oh, man. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I couldn't pinpoint that. I think everybody has their own little thing, but uh, you know, a lot of times whenever I meet new players or something, they'll, they'll say, where are you from? And they'll be like, you from Texas? And they get it like 90% of the time. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, I, I do have a little bit of a draw, a little bit of an accent from the South, but I mean, I, I don't think that that's what is it completely away because farmer's got a draw, but I know, I know just being around people that have accents like that. I knew farmer wasn't from Texas, you know? Yeah. Um, I always give him a hard time, but, uh, not him and Georgia and then Tucker and Indiana. And, you know, I can always, like I said, tell someone the way they talk or what, whatnot, but I don't know that I could pinpoint it, man. It's just, I think it's just something either you have or you don't. And I, I, I just love that Texas is, um, they do what they want to do, man. You know, like it, you gotta, you gotta respect, um, a state um, that that just kind of goes with what what their heart believes in, you know, and right. you know whether it's whether you 100% agree with it or not, you know, it's it's you know some some place that has a backbone, and, and I feel like by no means am I saying that other states don't or whatnot, but I, I just I feel like Texas has a strong backbone, man. I'm able to hunt and fish and and uh, and do a lot of things down there that uh, I, I have a good time down there. And uh, it's it's been a great home for me and, and my family. Deep in the heart of Texas. By the way, you Absolutely. said you had an R on your one of the tattoos. Your mom's name is is it Roanna? Is that how you pronounce it? Roanna. Yep. Ro okay. I just want to get the name out there because I know how much mom means to you. Am I oh, uh, yeah. keeping you too long here? I, no. You good. had mentioned your brother is your best friend, and you said he has a great story. I don't know this story. What makes yeah, his story man. so great, and what? Why are you guys best friends beyond obviously being brothers? Man, um, let's see where to start. I'm trying to keep it together. I get real emotional um, talking about this type of stuff, but but, but we're good. Um, the my brother is just an incredible athlete and stuff, you know, and going into and he was always he just excelled at, at everything, man. Like we'd go play paintball and he's like, just, you would think he was doing it all the time. Like he would win the round, like on his own. I'm just like, this dude is an absolute animal. And it was always impressive to me, you know, like I'm getting lit up by paintballs and stuff. And he's out there just running all over the field, looking like a video game character. <laughs> um, and in baseball, man, I mean, he's an incredible outfielder plus plus arm could really run. Um, he ran track. Um, and, and just his knack for being able to learn and develop things like on the fly. Like if he, if he wants to learn how to, um, you know, fly fish, this man will get on YouTube. He will do whatever it takes and he will be sending me pictures of him ripping fish out with a fly fishing rig in no time. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, but he, uh, he ended up going to, junior two different junior colleges play some baseball and you know just wasn't wasn't the route for him man and and uh you know kind of did his own thing for a little bit and he just kind of toyed with the idea of going to marines and then all of a sudden one day he's like hey man i'm going to marines and i was like see all right brother like i'm <laughs> i'm down with that he ended up graduating from the marines top in the class and you know excelled at all the obstacle course which is no surprise to me um but it's just like man you just wake up one day and decide to go to the marines but training and then you go to infantry training and you excel that highly at it that's not just something you wake up and decide to do other than a certain breed you know and there's guys all over the world that do it but to have one in your family is 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 incredible you know and he was having a tough time before that you know everybody's got to find themselves and he went and did that, and now, man, he's got a great job. He uh, actually met a girl from Ohio, 
um, Jessica. And I mean, she's the best, absolute best. And he, um, they just got engaged about two months ago. Oh, it's great. In the Bahamas. And, and just to tell you on this, this will, for me, sums my brother up. He asked her to marry him. And then probably about two hours later, I get a, I get a video of her videoing him catching a shark in the Bahamas. Off the, oh, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and he's down in the water fighting this shark. Like he has it on the rod and he's down in the water, walking it up to the beach, drags it up and, you know, unhooks it, takes some pictures and, and, and sets it off. But, uh, I'm like, dude, you're an animal, man. Like you, you know, and he's caught in a shark before, but not in the Bahamas, you know? So, I mean, it was, it, it was a pretty neat, pretty neat deal, but man, he, uh, there was one time he just, we're, we're big into bass fishing and hunting. My dad, you know, we grew up with my dad and mm-hmm. um, uncle and stuff. And and my dad just, just paved the way for all that. But my brother's extremely intelligent. He, uh, you know, we ended up getting a bass boat. Next thing you know, man, my brother's entering tournaments. He's got all this gear and stuff. And he's a good fisherman before, but this dude will go out here and, and without getting into too much detail, because there's a lot of detail about bass fishing and he would go out there and learn a special way. There's a special way of fishing called punching. And what it is, is you go out there and where most people would think that don't fish or anything, all the lily pads and vegetation and hydrilla grass that grows on these pockets of water. Um, it creates little channels in about like four or six foot of water where you take a real heavy jig lure and you literally toss it up in the air and it, and the reason it's called punching is because it punched that weight punches down through all that grass and stuff. Well, you just got to feel for the fish. When the fish hits it, it's awesome. I'm going to have to show you, but he's pulling these big fish underneath all this grass. Um, and it's, it's impressive, man. And like he, you know, my dad had taught us most of that, but the next level that my brother took it to, was just extremely impressive. Then my brother, we all love the duck hunt. The way that he learned and got into duck hunting and scouting and, you know, him and Jessica will, will she'll wake up in the morning and take the camera and um, they'll go scout for birds for whenever, you know, we get home in the off season and, and we're able to uh, go duck hunting. And and it, it's still, I have big brother moments with him. Like one morning, it was super foggy on the Trinity River down in Texas. Going, you know, you got to run in the, duck boat down the river and my brother has his Garmin watch on. I have mine on and it's pitch black and super foggy. Well, my brother has run the river more times than not. we got to get out to the spot <clears throat> and it's so foggy. You can barely see the treetops on each side of the river and I'm starting to drive and I'm just looking at my brother. I'm like, Hey man, I got to pass the torch over to you. I just, I don't feel comfortable. And he just takes the throttle on that boat and, and he just goes, you know, full throttle and he knows exactly where he's going, what he's doing and how he's doing it. And that's normally with anything that he does. So <clears throat> there's a lot of um, big brother moments in that still to this day. He's your big <coughs> brother, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Oh yeah. Zach. Zach. That, okay. You said that earlier. I just want to get that oh, yeah. out there. He, um, I got to tell you, when I look at people that have served or are serving in the military, which I didn't do. I don't know what it is. I, I have more. I have so much respect for any individual, man or woman, that has served or is serving. And I haven't really pinpointed it, other than the obvious of you're signing up and you don't know. You might even be signing up to give your life. Um, yeah. I just have so much respect for a man or woman in uniform. And this yeah. dude woke up one day and said, I'm going into the Marines. Yeah, That's and, special. And the, and the thing was, you know, signed up at the time that, you know, people were getting pulled back. You yeah. know, people weren't, there was no more, you know, thankfully there was no more warfare really at that moment. And so he wasn't, he never had to be deployed, thank God. But it's like, dude, you just signed up to take some, like literally to take bullets you understand that the possibility of you, if you have to go, that <clears throat> you might be exchanged with some gunfire. Right. And to him, it's like the way he looked at it is like, like, Hey, if they want it, they can come get it. That's just how he was. It was, is. And, and I think that, you know, 
from my dad and from me, like that's just instilled in us from my dad and then in me from my brother. It's like, Hey man, like nobody said anything was ever going to be easy. If you want it, you got to go get it. And I think just, you know, the masculine side of my brother just said, Hey, you know, like this is what I want to do. And if, if someone wants to mess with, you know, Texas or America or something like that, I'll sign up to take care of that. And, and man, I mean, that's just, to me, that's just the, the coolest, the coolest thing ever. And and so anytime, you know, you get to be around someone that, you know, has been to training for that or, or anything of that aspect, it's like, I mean, how can you not respect that to a certain degree, you know? Oh, it's the utmost respect for me, but the hair is standing up on my arms right now yeah. by you talking about your brother like Absolutely. that, man. And uh, the fact that you guys are best friends and you've got, Oh, good relationship with your parents and they've uh, obviously set a good base for you and what your mom went through. Uh, I mean, you, yeah. there's a lot to you and uh, yeah. you can tell the work ethic that you have and that you've got this tough side of you. I mean, it comes off and now I know why I, uh, yeah, the, I, I guess to speak on that is like the work ethic or whatnot. Like, man, I, I've seen my dad do wood floors for shoot. 40 i mean obviously i'm i just turned 30 but you know he's been doing it for over 40 years and you know he woke up every morning punched that time clock and and uh very skilled at what he does man but i mean the time that he found to or made to take us hunting fishing obviously he loves that stuff too don't get me wrong he was out there for himself as well but um man never missed a baseball practice football practice for me or my brother never missed anything you know between him and my mom not not one single thing. They're always there. One of them was there to support us, and and it's it, it's it's special, man. Like you know, I, I know not everybody has that opportunity, and um, but just speaking on myself and my brother is, um, I went to work with my dad a couple times, and it was obviously it, it, it's very hard labor, extremely hard labor, um, but to me, it just showed. That, that that's a strong dude man like he's i don't know if he knows it in the moment but like the example that he's setting for me is absolutely second to none i mean it's incredible yeah. like if you know i might be tired i might not you know especially want to go work out but then there's a switch that flips in my mind that he instilled my brother instilled that my mom instilled that i've also created is like when you signed up nobody said it was going to be easy I'm going to go punch the time clock. I'm going to get better than that next guy right now. I'm going to get a leg up on that guy. And, man, I could um, go into the motivational side of it and all this stuff that me and my brother have talked about um, day in and day out. But it's just I've learned so much from him and my mom, the way that they work, the way that they go about their stuff and prioritize their things and, and, and stuff that I couldn't be more thankful for that. And so that dude, he's – I mean, he's a bad man, man, and then he was just up here actually with uh, with my uncle this weekend. So got to see Great American Ballpark, and he he loves it, man. He he wears his heart on his sleeve, man, and he he gets emotional watching his boy out there. Uh, um, and it's just it's a good feeling. Boy, I bet. Well, Betty's a proud dad, man. You you uh, you're a very interesting dude. I'm so glad that you you shared all this. And uh, yeah. now when I look out and see the work ethic and the, the toughness and I know where it came from, it's, it's tremendous. And then fans love to hear this man to the human side of things. So I, right. I appreciate you being so open. I, I need you to do me one thing though. Absolutely. Can you please keep Winker in line? <laughs> yeah, man, he, you know, wink, <laughs> it's funny, you know, people, people see wink, um, and uh, first of all, Wings having an incredible season. Isn't he, he man? Absolutely hit, man. Yeah, but man, he's <clears throat> and just because we're talking about him, man, he, he's a, he's a good dude, man. And he, yeah. If there's one day that goes by that he does not show me his daughter, Rin, yeah, man, I don't know, and I don't get tired of it because she's the cutest little thing. But he genuinely, I mean, we'll be on the bus. He's like, Nate, 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 look look at Ren, look at the goose, you know, he calls her goose. And, and it's, it's, 
it's the funniest thing, man, because you see, you know, you see Wink out there making a play or, you know, hitting his double or doing what Wink does. And that persona that he puts off, like, hey, I'm the man. And then we get right on the bus and, and all of a sudden he's just melted down to a puddle over Ren, you know, smiling at him on the camera or, or something like that. So it's just, it's special to see both sides when I'm, when I'm in it, you know, with my yeah. teammates and, and with a guy like Wink, man, and, and all those guys are incredible. But like I said, since we're talking about Wink, man, he, he can keep his own self in line. That dude is, um, he's doing his thing. He's a smart dude and he's a fun dude to play with. So he, uh, He's definitely got a soft side too, and I think I think most do. I didn't think he had one until oh, buddy, until yeah. the uh, <laughs> until the daughter thing. I didn't think he had one, and he is awesome. All of a sudden, he started you know doing a throttle symbol, and and now he's the you know. Oh yeah, the riders the thing has taken off. Right. Do you exactly have a, right. a sticker for your not bat knob? That I I do not. Those guys ordered stickers. <laughs> Love the logo, by the way. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is a cool one. Man, I have kept you long enough. I, I, I so appreciate the time that you gave us, yeah. the fans. Absolutely. So Absolutely. thank you so much. I, I would love to have you back sometime. Um, Absolutely. When later on this season, when you guys are fighting for the playoffs and you are closing in on 100 RBIs, I'm just going to put it out there. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm locked in on it for sure. Is that a goal? Man, I, you know, it's funny. I look up halfway through the season and I'm, you know, we're not quite halfway yet and I'm, I'm close to 50. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not chasing a hundred. What I'm, what I'm doing is number one, stay healthy. So you can even have the opportunity Yeah. Two, just, just be consistent, man. Mm-hmm. You know, try not to try not to swing at too many bad rocks. If you know what I'm saying. Oh uh, yeah. And just, <laughs> and just understand that like, you know, you know, I got some really good hitters in front of me and especially, you know, in Votto um, hitting right in front of me. And it's like, man, don't try to do too much. Just play the game, play against what the game gives you um, and just find the barrel, man. You know, sometimes I can't tell you how many times Gino has hit a ball, you know, 105 plus oh, right, right at, at somebody. somebody. And, you know, a lot of people don't see that. You know, you might go 0 for 3 with three rockets and a strikeout. But it's it's like, man, you won that day. Like, this game is unforgiving. Yeah. It, 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 this game doesn't care about anybody. The game itself doesn't care about anybody. So it's like, man, you hit the ball hard. That That's what we do. We practice all day to square the baseball up. And I can't help that if it finds a mitt. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. just stay consistent, square up the baseball, and, and don't forget, man, have fun. Like it's still a uniform that I was wearing at four years old. It's just a lot nicer and fits a little bit better. You know, the lights are a little bit taller and there's a lot more people watching me. Right. But it ain't no different. You know, it ain't no different. There's still two white lines that you stay between and and you throw a baseball around. I got to ask you one more question. I'm sorry about this. Yeah. Is it knocking or Naquin? Well, um, if you're in Louisiana, it's knocking. So it's 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 real. Yeah, that's that's for real. You know, me and Joey were talking one day and I Yeah, because uh, he, he corrected us on a Zoom one day. He's like, I think yeah. it's knocking and we're like, Well, yep. he's been called Naquin and when Joey says something, I'm like, I believe it. It's gotta be knocking. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. And so funny thing is the way that that kinda of came back up is I started working out in a place in Houston about four years ago and I didn't know that the, the 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 man that owned it by the name of Ben Fairchild, um, great facility down in down in Houston. He I showed up, and he had a little bit of an accent. The first thing he showed up, and I showed up, and he said, he said, man, you're not a naked one, you a knocking. And I said, where are you from? And him and his brother from Louisiana, and some of his family that, you know, most of his family is from there. I think all of them actually are. And so he's like, I'm not ever calling you Nick. It's knocking. I'm like, all right, we, I can ride with that. So I called my dad and told him and that fired my dad up. So the reason we do Nick one is just because man, it's, you know, a lot of the announcers, man, they just roll through the lineup, you know, and now batting so-and-so and yeah. you see Naquin. It's like, I don't really know how I'm supposed to pronounce this, which, you know, to each his own. I don't, I don't get mad whenever someone mispronounces my name. Like 
I don't think anybody intentionally says, I'm going to call this guy Nakuin or Nakeen or Nakeen, you know? So it's like, <laughs> like I'll give you, I'll give you a couple times, man, but um, it's just harder to say Nakan. So it's just Nakeen, just how you see it. Um, N-A-Q-U-I-N, man. And, I, and I, I love it. I love it. Well, if it was knocking, you'd be getting some knocks. He's knocking. I hear you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. Oh, great. I appreciate it, man. Again, thank you so much. Lots of luck yeah. the rest of the way. And uh, stay humble, man. Stay yourself. Thanks, Jim. I appreciate you having me, man. I'd, I'd love to come back. So, Oh, I would love good. to have you back. You're, you're an interesting dude and uh, soft-spoken, but hard edge on that field, and I love that. Absolutely. All right, man. I hope I didn't uh, destroy breakfast. Thank, thank you to oh, Ryan Hendricks, by the way, for cooking breakfast for Tyler. And, oh, yeah, uh, man. Tell him in the future he doesn't have to whisper. He can just shout it out. <laughs> I will. I will. He's probably watching some bow hunting right now anyways. <laughs> well, I'll let you guys get to it. So, sounds good, Jim. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. That is Tyler Naquin. Hope you enjoyed it, everyone. And thanks again for hanging out with us. Please spread the word that uh, this podcast exists. And uh, we will see you next time. So long, everyone.